Yeah, most definitely worth it. I mean, there was nothing, uh, there's no way I could ever dream of going back to where I was because it was an unhappy, unfulfilled and, and quite destructive space. Recognising that I could change. And again, change is not something your brain's overly comfortable with, but it doesn't mean you, you can't do it. And it doesn't mean it has to be difficult. What we're aiming to do is going to be so much better, so much, our life is going to be so much easier. Um, the things that we're going to experience are going to be so much more fulfilling. Um, stress levels will drop, anxiety will drop, and depression can disappear. All of those things that can keep us in a really horrible space. Um, not only can we let go of them, but actually then we know if they do decide, if things do happen that we're not overly comfortable with and that difficult sort of feelings and thoughts and stuff do creep back in, we've got things in place which we can then use to override them and, and not go into those maybe darker spaces we found ourselves in before. Fuel your dreams, ignite your inspiration. Join us and feel at home here at Fearless Inspiration. And then since the middle of 2020, I've been working with a more of a preventative space. So helping people to understand why they've got themselves into difficult relationships before or haven't been able to find the right type of person in their life before and to bring a healthy relationship towards them rather than trying to manage a rubbish space that they're already in. Yeah, so and I think, um, so my, my kind of philosophy is understanding leads to acceptance and then acceptance leads, leads to the ability to move on. But unless you understand something, it's very difficult for you to accept it. If I don't sit there and explain something to you, then your brain can't really put it together. Um, so understanding and accepting where all of this stuff comes from in the first place. And today's guest is John Kenny, the relationship guy, the creator of the People Programme that allows you to work on things that allow you to have the life you want. Hi, John. Where are you calling from today? Hi, Ian. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, based in Hertfordshire, uh, which is lovely and sunny Hertfordshire today. Brilliant. Now, I've got a bit more on your background in a moment, but could you tell us about a person who inspires you most and why? Um, yeah, it's just the thing I was thinking about coming on here. I, I'm, I'm a difficult person to inspire, I think, um, but... I think in the, the kind of, I'll go for the, I'll go give you two. There was a, when I used to be an athlete, I had a, a coach that used to do my um, power kind of work with me. I was a sprinter, so I needed to work on strength and power and stuff. And he was an ex British bobsleigh uh, guy. And he's in his mid 40s. So I was like late teens, early 20s. And he was very inspiring the way that he was still keeping physically fit. Um, the way that he lived his life and everything like that was was an inspiration for me there at the time. And I think one of the reasons why I kept fit after I stopped uh, the athletics was because of him. Um, he inspired me to kind of keep healthy and keep that lifestyle um, throughout the rest of my life. So I've done a pretty decent job of, of that, which has been inspirational. Um, and I know this might sound a little bit cliche, but I think Tony Robbins has been an inspiration for me. Uh, he, just because of the way he uh, simplifies the things we're able to do in order to change our lives. Coming from a psychology background, I'm originally trained as a counsellor and therapist. Um, it can be quite a complex thing to understand. And when I moved into coaching, it was how do I take my knowledge forward from 
counseling and psychology into into the coaching field and discovering Tony Robbins and the way that he talks about things and put things across and enables things to be seen quite simply um, was a, was an inspiration for me to kind of go, okay, how do I put my knowledge into a very simple format that can help people to change in the easiest way possible? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, they're, they're great, great inspirations. Yeah, I, Tony Robbins, I did his basic um, Unleash the Power Within and, yeah, it. I've got lots of notes and it really broke through some some barriers for me. So, yeah, mm. I, I agree. Yeah, I did his strategic intervention coaching training, which was um, very eye-opening, especially working in the world of relationships. Right. right yeah. Thanks. Right, a little bit more on your background. So, as you mentioned, you were a, an international athlete, a sprinter, and then you started work in um, counselling. Um, after you received some counselling yourself, I believe, uh, and then that developed into coaching. And at some point along that journey, there was a point where you realised maybe you hadn't moved on yourself despite what you'd kind of learnt and that helped you look at your self-relationship with yourself. Um, and then more recently, you've focused in your coaching on relationships um, with uh, interpersonal relationship coaching. and um, which is a combination of a number of things, such as hypnotherapy, NLP, coaching and counselling. And now you've got uh, your podcast, The Relationship Guy, and um, some free online resources for people. So could you tell us any of the things that inspired you along that interesting journey? Yeah, I think when I had coaching, that was a massive, massive shift in my own personal development. I think you mentioned there I, I was a therapist and I was helping people to move forward in their lives or understand where their problems came from. And I had been in therapy a couple of times before that as well. So I understood where my stuff was coming from, but I wasn't changing anything. And then I, I met when I met a coach and had some coaching and she sort of said to me, um, you know, you're helping all these people and you understand where you're coming from. Your life still sucks, right? Why are you not changing anything? And she gave me this, um, these tools in order to go okay I understand I can tell myself a different story I don't need to keep living by the same rules all the time and that's when I decided to train as a coach and integrated that into my own therapy practice um, and then like you said I um, decided then in 2016 I was going to focus completely on relationships because during the therapy I recognized that 90 percent of the stuff that people would come with would be relationship based in some way shape or form so it 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 helps in so many different areas of your life being able to resolve the things that are going on for you and the relationship you've got with yourself and then being able to resolve how other relationships impact on you on a daily basis originally working with people that were in unhealthy and toxic relationship spaces and helping them to manage those differently and then since the middle of 2020 I've been working with a more of a preventative space. So helping people to understand why they've got themselves into difficult relationships before or haven't been able to find the right type of person in their life before and to bring a healthy relationship towards them rather than trying to manage um, a rubbish space that they're already in. And so understanding that kind of complexities of the human behaviour and everything is really helpful to be able to bring someone towards you, but it will also help you to manage those difficult relationships or the ones that aren't kind of fulfilling you the most and managing those in a better way. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. And so you said 
um, there the you'd firstly spotted you'd got stuff coming up in certain areas, which is it's useful for me to at least realize that's the first step. You've got to realize you've got stuff coming up in certain areas, and then step two is doing something about it. So for for someone who's maybe quite early on in that journey of wanting to do those two stages, is, is there anything you could, could share on that? Yeah, so and I think, um, so my, my kind of philosophy is understanding leads to acceptance and then acceptance leads, leads to the ability to move on. Okay. But unless you understand something, it's very difficult for you to accept it. If I don't sit there and explain something to you, then your brain can't really put it together. Um, so understanding and accepting where all of this stuff comes from in the first place. So, I mean, I've been doing this for since 2004, really. So it's taken me a long time to put my stuff together. Um, but that's the reason why I do what I do now is, is because as, as Tony Robbins says, learn from the people that have been through the experience that you, you want to change. Um, and I've been through those experiences and not only do my trainings and, uh, the, the things I've studied and, and stuff and I still do help, but I've always had crappy relationships. <laughs> so it, I've lived the change as far as being able to kind of work all this stuff out within my own life at the same time. And so therefore what I would suggest people try and do to start with is to try and understand how they work. It's all well and good understanding how other people are working, but if you can understand how you work first and understand where all your stuff is coming from, why you're triggered, why you're not doing this, why you're doing that, um, then you've got a great platform then to go, okay, now what do I do about it? Uh, and, and then that's the difference between therapy and coaching, I've found, is that I, I worked with a lot of people in therapy that were okay to understand their stuff, and probably this is where I was as well, but it wasn't that I knew, didn't know that I could do something with it. I was stuck in my stuff and didn't really want to do anything with it because that was my normal. Uh, and yeah. then when I started to change, change can be very uncomfortable. So it's about saying, okay, I need to now look at how I'm going to change and what I want to achieve in my life and how I want to feel and how fulfilled I want my life to be. Uh, and then deciding how I'm going to go about putting them together to, to put, you know, make that happen. So it is going to be probably a possibly longer journey for some people to go through these stages and continually improve. But to give a little bit of motivation to even start, if you know they're on the fence of, well, it's just going to be too hard, so I don't even want to, you know, it's not worth it. But I'm guessing for you, 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 you're living, you, you, you feel a, a different sense within yourself that made it worth it to just. I'm just going to help provide a bit of inspiration, yeah. maybe to to go on this journey for people who are considering it. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely worth it. I mean, there is nothing, there's no way I could ever dream of going back to where I was because it was an unhappy, unfulfilled and, and quite destructive space, recognising that I could change. And again, change is not something your brain's overly comfortable with, but it doesn't mean you, you can't do it. And it doesn't mean it has to be difficult. There will just be certain levels of things that we would need to overcome in order to persevere and maybe go through what I like to call the resistance phase. When your brain likes to take you back into doing what's normal, um, resistance is completely normal in that, in that context. And it's just about understanding when that resistance kicks in that actually what we're aiming to do is going to be so much better, so much, our life is going to be so much easier um, the things that we're going to experience are going to be so much more fulfilling. 
um, stress levels will drop, anxiety will drop, and depression can disappear. All of those things that can keep us in a really horrible space. Um, yeah. Not only can we let go of them, but actually then we know if they do decide, if things do happen that we're not overly comfortable with and that difficult sort of feelings and thoughts and stuff do creep back in, we've got things in place which we can then use to override them and 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 not go into those maybe darker spaces we found ourselves in before. No, that's really, really helpful. An analogy I once heard was something like, you know, first at least realize that you are in a prison and that therefore you can leave it. And, yeah, so that is. Yeah, and it's a prison that's got the, the, door, the door is open. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Absolutely crazy that, uh, yeah, it, uh, we just, some of us need a bit of help to, to see that door. So, um, and then, so the relationship focus, because I, I saw on your website, you uh, you quoted a Harvard study, um, the the Grant study, that showed that an indicator to you know happiest life is really the quality of your relationships. So I'm guessing that helps you give credence to also to putting this work in and and looking at uh, your relationships. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the study was 75 years, so it wasn't a short kind of small study, and and they. It was a study into happiness. So it was what makes us happy. And the conclusion they came to at the end of the 75 years was the key factor to living a good quality life was having good quality relationships. And that's all relationships. That's not just personal, intimate relationships. That's family relationships, uh, business relationships. Um, And I would just add a little caveat to that is, again, the most important relationship you're ever going to have is the one you have with yourself. So making sure that you've got a healthy relationship with yourself will generally ensure that the relationships you have outside of that will be better. Um, And is it what they say? You you are the person, you're the sum of the people you spend the most time with. Um, So if you've got quality people around you and good quality relationships around you, that's going to have a massive impact on your whole quality of life and who you are uh, as a person. Well, yeah, that's a new one I hadn't really cottoned on to before, but I'd heard the yeah, of course, the people who you spend uh, your time around kind of rubs off on you, but I'd not, never considered it, it might rub off on your internal self, i.e. self-relationship as well, as being a benefactor of that positive environment. Wow, so that is a biggie. So, yeah, thanks for that. And if you don't mind me asking, you know, you mentioned, you know, it's good, it's important to have that healthy relationship with yourself, but I'm guessing for people who may not feel in that space, is, is there a word or two you, you, or a sentence to what might a good relationship with yourself actually look like? Is there any way of describing that? Maybe not. I don't know. I think if you, if you've got a good relationship yourself, you're going to make healthy and beneficial decisions for you. Um, I've just done a little piece about self-sabotage actually. And and that's, there's a lot of self-sabotage in, in, in ourselves if we don't have a good relationship with us. And that's what my book is based in. It's about overcoming your blocks to success. And that is about, kind of understanding that relationship that you have with you and the factors of your experiences that you've been through the the things you now carry with you which might stop you from making positive and healthy just choices for yourself um but yeah it's yeah yeah, it is a it's a deep topic but generally i would say there will be something around working on your self-worth and your self-confidence is something that will help you to create a, a healthier relationship with you. Um, I, I didn't really like who I was 
and I didn't know why I didn't like who I was because I always thought I was a nice guy. I was quite a ple- I was a pleasant person. People liked me to a certain degree, um, but I never really liked myself, and I never understood why that was the case. And it was only looking back on my childhood experiences that I realised actually that I I led myself to believe that I wasn't very lovable or very likable as a kid, and I'd carried that all the way through my life in my subconscious. And it was only when I uncovered that part you know that that's the kind of relationship I was having with me and my self-talk was very damaging and um, my lack of self-belief was very damaging and it was only when I understood that um, and then was able to change how I thought about it that I was able to let go of all of that stuff that was holding me back in life. No thank you that answer is really helpful just to give a little tapestry of and try and look at it as opportunities of where you might people might look and just to to say oh yeah that, that this you know this is a, a somewhere that that things could could be better no thanks for that right now your book you mentioned there is this the one is it called people yeah it's the people program yeah yeah so so that's the book itself okay so can, can you tell us a tiny bit more about that or what inspired yeah, you to so- do it um, so I wrote I wrote a coaching program when I first got into coaching many years ago. I wrote a program which I called the People Program. So the People stands for uh, problems, emotions, operate patterns, likelihood, and enhance. And it was a six part coaching program that looks at the issues that we've got and how we can change them in order to move through uh, and create a better life for ourselves. Um, I didn't really do much with the program, but when I decided to write a book, I wanted to write a little bit about myself. So the first half of the book is more or less my life story in a nutshell, how I learned to develop my sense of self, how I developed relationships, why I was never able to fully become a success as an athlete, and why when I turned my hand to other things, I would not allow myself to achieve success or sabotage success when it arrived and I thought well that fits very nicely with the coaching program I'd already written so I decided to turn the the coaching program into the book and so first half goes through the stages that I went through personally and in the second half of the book you go through that six-part coaching program yourself to try and understand why you might be holding yourself back in your life as well. No, it sounds like a helpful combination. You know, there's lots of self-help books and lots of autobiographies, but maybe people can pick up on a practical example that you did and then see the, 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 you know, the instruction, how to maybe look at that. That's, that's. Yeah. So it's like one, one big case study at the, at, at the beginning and then it goes into the program. And there are some other case studies using some clients and things as well in the book. Um, but yeah, it's like one big example of what the problems might be and how you can resolve them. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Now, I love inspiring events that somehow dissolve barriers between people and bring them together, not necessarily just in close relationships. I mean, you know, in even things like, you know, concerts and, you know, everybody gets in on the same team. Have you got any inspiring events in that space that you could recall? I think what you mentioned earlier on was the uh, Unleash the Power Within, the Tony Robbins event. It's like going to a, a rock concert for, for personal development for four days. Um, and I think the word, the person you walk into the venue in is a completely different person that you walk out as far as that 
breaking down barriers is concerned the amount of hugging and high-fiving and everything that goes on at that event. If you went in there and were quite shy and retiring and kept yourself to yourself, I can't see you being the same person when you left four days later. Um, So I found that very significant as far as just being around like-minded people. Again, this is the sum of the people that you hang around with type of thing. And what people can bring out of you um, by just participating in that kind of um, let's all have fun, let's all be close, let's all work together, uh, let's all collaborate, and let's all be in this space as a whole. And 10,000 people, the energy that you get from 10,000 people all wanting to feel good about themselves, I found was fascinating and, and a really amazing experience. Yeah, thanks for that. The one I did was online because it was in lockdown. But still, I, I didn't hold back. If somebody could have seen me in my bedroom with my earphones on dancing endlessly to the computer screen and so many other thousands around the world doing the same, yeah, it was. I would have liked to have done a live one, but it was still unique in its own way. So, yeah, I, I agree, definitely. And for people who've got inspired and then want to turn that inspiration into some action. Any tips? I mean, there's, there's whole, lots of books on that, but for you, anything that you'd, you'd pick out? Um, I read, uh, let me just think, it's called Find Your Why uh, a few years ago. And yeah. I think purpose is a word that's banded around quite a lot, but I think it's also a very important thing for us to kind of, what do we want to achieve from the things that we're doing? It's not what am I going to do, it's why do I want to do it. So if I can understand why I want to do something, then it gives me a much better idea about how to go about achieving it. Um, So it's not not necessarily what do I want to do, it's why do I want to to do So How do I want to feel? What do I want to gain from it? Um, And again, I think purpose comes into it as well. I think if you're very purposeful in understanding your why you want to do something, then you're much more motivated to keep going and are trying to achieve it so again when i'm doing my coaching with people it's well why do you want a relationship why do you want a healthy relationship well there'd be so many reasons why that would be the case um, but what's it personal to you you know so i know some people that you have this kind of world of expectation we're grown up and as we're growing up it's like well you you get you grow up you meet someone you get married you have kids and you do all that kind of stuff well why do you do that you know, and people that I've spoken to in the past have said, well, I did it because I thought I had to. I thought that was the normal. That's what I should should be doing. Um, but it wasn't really what they wanted to do. Yes. Um, and so they found themselves repeating some mis- errors in their kind of relationship choices because of the expectations that people have placed on them or they've placed on themselves. So, yeah, I definitely think about when you want to motivate yourself to do something is to figure out why you want to do it. And is that coming from you or is that coming from somewhere else? Are you doing it to please somebody or because you think you should? Or is this actually something you feel within your gut as that's just the right thing for you to do? Yeah, it's a powerful starting place. I'm guessing if you're single or even in a toxic relationship or something that you want to change is, would you say before taking any particular action is yeah if you have a little look at that or a good look at that why it could more wisely guide your yeah, next steps if you're in a toxic and unhealthy relationship the why is because you need to get out of a toxic and unhealthy relationship please don't stay in them if you don't have to i mean you don't have to um you don't have to stay in a toxic and unhealthy relationship um 
but yeah, I mean, the, the motivation uh, to 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 move away from those kind of relationships is is can be very difficult at times. I, I, I've written a couple of blogs about why people stay in those types of relationships. Um, and they are difficult if that's your normal to break away from. But understanding why you would need to get away rather than why you would need to stay. Uh, and, and again, it's about finding the more powerful reason to, to act and, you know, what, what you could achieve, what you could get from not being in that space any longer will help you to motivate yourself, hopefully enough to make the decision to walk away and then not go back. And I'm guessing the your clients, I mean, you obviously can't share anything confidential, but you probably received a fair amount of inspiration yourself from potential changes that they managed to bring about. Is that Would that be true? Yeah, it's one of the only things in life that gives me goosebumps is when clients go, I've got that, I know what I'm doing now, and I'm, gonna, and I, I'm doing it. You know, when people have that kind of ta-da kind of moment where they go, I know, I understand that now. And I know what I can do to move that forward um, is, like I said, it's one of the only things in life that gives me goosebumps. You're not allowed to give us any more on any, you're just a kind of a generic kind of example of of something that could have happened in um, that space. Recently, I was working with a a woman um, that um, had continued she was in her 50s and she's continued throughout her life to draw in relationships where it was never really what based on what she wanted it was could be quite abusive and neglectful um and she'd had a difficult relationship with her mum and mum was an alcoholic and she used to just kind of disappear at times um because she couldn't cope with being a mum and she would disappear and, and sort of lose herself in this drunken sort of stupor for a while and leave my client with her father. Um, and then she'd come back. And when she'd come back, sometimes she, when she would drink, she'd be quite abusive and, and uh, neglectful. So she spent a lot of time with her father. So she looked up to her dad and she had a relationship with her father, which she described when she first came to me as her role model. Her role model of about how a relationship should be the kind of person that she wants to be with. And she spent lots of years in therapy and trying to understand this relationship with her mum and why it was impacting on the way it was and it damaged her self-esteem and her self-worth and her self-confidence. But what she hadn't looked at was a relationship with her dad in, in more detail. Now, although her dad was there to support her and he was there in the space that she want, she needed him to be in, the, the relationship with him, with him was still on his terms. So everything they did together was because it was about him. So the things that they used to share, although they were sharing, they were they were his things, and it was never about her. So she'd got herself into this relationship pattern where she created this ideal man that she needed to be with, but actually this ideal man was only available as long as it suited him. So then she found herself in a concoction of these two difficult spaces that she'd had with her parents, choosing men that... It only functioned if it was on their terms. And there was also some abuse or neglect based on the relationship she had with her mum. And that's what she'd learned as a child-constituted relationship. Um, So understanding that, and as I said, she'd never looked at that relationship with her dad. So at the end of the first session, I said, so you described this relationship with your dad, but at the beginning, you told me that your dad is your kind of ideal role model of what a relationship should be. But actually, your ideal then relationship of what 
it should be is with somebody that is always on their terms. And that was a, a kind of a light bulb moment for her to go, I'd never realised that that's what I was doing. And, and that's the guys I was choosing. So as obviously then the sessions went on and we started to work on that at a deeper level um, and to get her ready to go out into the world to find someone else, she then realised that actually relationships needed to be more on her terms. So it was then kind of figuring out what she wanted in a relationship really and, and deep down that was going to make her happy. Uh, and so that when she went out into the world of kind of trying to find this new relationship, she knew exactly what kind of person that she wanted and she could let go of the stuff that she'd been carrying from her past about what, what a relationship should look like. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that it's deep example. Yeah, it. Uh, I've heard from a number of places now and it's quite eye-opening that potentially we, if we're resonating with some kind of frequency, mentally, emotionally, somehow we're going to keep attracting that same thing back, whether it's in relationships, financially or whatever. So, you know, it's about, you know, not blaming anybody necessarily for, for that frequency, but there's only you kind of own it <laughs> somehow. So, it, it, yeah, it, uh, yeah, thank you. That kind of corroborates that same thing. Yeah, you're just going to keep running the same same patterns and same relationships. Yeah, definitely. And again, speaking from personal experience, that's what I've always done up until the point where I realised that that's what I was doing and decided I wasn't going to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well done, so. And now it's time for Quickfire Inspiration. Could you tell us one of your most inspiring films? Inspiring films? Ooh, well, that's, that's a very good question. Inspiring films. I'm going to have to think about that one. What inspires me in films? I guess the ones that kind of touch the emotions. I can't actually think of one off the top of my head that inspires me. You can tell us after if, if you think of one, and I'll put it I'll in the show back, notes. I'll come back to that one, yeah. I'll, come, I'll never think about an inspiring film. Most inspiring aspect of nature? I, I would say just the diversity of it, really, and you know, how, how it's all happened. You know, I'm, I'm a, uh, an evolutionist, not a creationist, but the fact that the, we've evolved from nothing, really, into so many different things especially i love birds i mean i'm not a great bird lover but i love the display of birds and i love the colors and how you know through evolution that's happened you know something inside of living things has decided that this is this is this is possible um and i think that's amazing and fascinating that that happens possibility yeah thank you that's an amazing answer one of your most inspiring aspects of design or style I love openness. So if I could live in a in a barn conversion or um, somewhere where there was just glass everywhere, then that would I'd, I'd like because I love light. I mean, I think uh, I think something like um, having that space and the openness. I like a bit of cozy, but I, I think that openness and of designs and stuff I see with houses, there's just these glass everywhere, and that, that I'd love to live somewhere like that. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you. One of your most inspiring songs? Um, there's one that's very personal. I'm not sure if it's inspiring, but it it, it does hit home. There's a song um by a group called Bears Den. Um and it's called and it's called I'll tell you in a sec. I should know this off the top of my head. When you break, it's called. I don't even have to look. Um and when I first heard it, I thought, well, that described me. I, I, you know, before I 
went into this kind of area of change. And it's the story of somebody that is so unsure about themselves um, that they blame in themselves for everything that's ever gone wrong in their life and and really struggling to uh, to manage the space that they're in. And something that I would use is uh, is physical company with people. So sex basically would be my go-to for affection. Right. And um, it was a way of kind of managing all the difficult emotions that I was experiencing. And that song, again, it explains, there's a few swear words in it if you don't, if you, if you listen to it, um, but uh, it explains how they kind of lose themselves in the physical intimacy of a relationship in order to manage the difficulties that they're experiencing in their, in their own lives that they can't cope with. Um, and it's a very emotional song um, and very much it resonated with me when I first listened to it, um, the person I used to be. Um, and it still makes me a bit emotional now to think that that's who I was. Thank you. And all that could really help people, yeah, to yeah see see the change that inspired in you so yeah thank you for that and the the last one your most inspiring aspect of travel i just experiencing something different i think about travel um, I'm, I'm a bit of a I, I like to do a mixed holidays when i go away i like to do travel and i like to go and experience new people and new environments and new traditions and but i also like to just go and lie on a beach and and do nothing at the same time so a nice, nice mix. But I've travelled around a, a bit, and I do like. Um, I think architecture. I mean, I love the, uh, the pyramids are the, the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Um, I've been to sort of the temples in Angkor Wat and things like that as well. And and just looking at those types of things, I find uh, fascinating. Brilliant. Thank you for that. So uh, we're coming towards the last couple of questions. What's most right in the world? What's most right in the world? As in what is actually most right going on and what do I believe that would be the most right thing to happen in the world? There was something I was watching on TV and I thought that would be so amazing if if we could just work out our own... Can I swear on here? <laughs> if we could just work out our own shit. And actually, it wasn't it. There was It was a client I was working with and they were saying, wouldn't the world just be better if we could give more of ourselves and not feel so guarded and not feel so protected of herself because this is where a lot of the, the kind of negative stuff comes from. It's, um, it's that guarded, protected, how can I get one over on you? That, that kind of is a lot of the problems in, in the world that we've got today. But if we could come from a more contribution type space, a giving space, giving love, especially space and, and not being so judgmental and, and harsh and, um, then I think that would make a massive difference to the world. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, one, one of my heroes, uh, uh, she used this term, defence is the first act of war, which uh, I'm not, it's hard to understand that. But yeah, it's kind of sounds similar to, to what, what you're saying there. Yeah, thank you. And then um, what is the next book on your reading list? Um, I've just downloaded um, the latest Darren Brown book which is called um something about happiness which is called happy actually um so darren brown is the like illusionist magician type guy but he's very much into the um 
well-being and personal development and all that kind of space as well. And his book is about happiness, really, and how to be happier and understanding kind of the fundamentals around happiness. So I'm, I'm, I've just downloaded that. So I'm going to start reading um, that this weekend, I think. Brilliant. Thank you so much for that wealth of wisdom there. And if people want to get in touch with you, how should they do that? Uh, they can contact me via the website, just which is um, johnkennycoaching.com or therelationshipguide.co.uk. It'll take you to the same space. Uh, or just drop me an email at john at johnkennycoaching.com if you've got any questions or want to uh, discuss anything further around what we've talked about today. And you can find me all over social media. Uh, just put in John Kenny Coaching and I'll, I'll pop up somewhere. Yeah, no, thank you for your grounded support today. It's been brilliant. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, very interesting conversation. Thanks for the questions. Thanks. And I still haven't thought of a film. All right. Yeah, I forgot to ask. Okay. Well, if you think of one, email it after and I'll put it an add on. I can tell you my favorite film is The Matrix. I'll go on The Matrix. And yeah, that's. Which I guess it's kind of inspiring in a way, isn't it? It's about understanding your true potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just started this intuition course and they the quoted the Matrix has been this amazing example of the hero's journey. When he, mm. you know, on the first one where he's not wanting to leave his computer programming job to go on the bigger journey and keeps, you know, he doesn't, whatever, he doesn't go out of the office window on the 10th floor or whatever it is. And so I'd never looked yeah. at it as an, you know, in, in that way. So yeah, it's, yeah, so it's inspired. I think, yeah, inspiring. It is, it's about film. that unlocking of your potential, isn't it? I mean, he, like you said, he doesn't believe in, in who he, he doesn't believe he's the one. He doesn't believe that he's got, the ability to to do all the things he can do and it takes something that he's not thinking about it takes him to sort of put aside everything that can hold him back if he stays in his own head it's that motivation to help someone else which allows him to actually realize his own potential um, because he's able to kind of um just forget all of his own hindering thoughts um, because it's more powerful for him to go and help someone else. But that brings out the best in him and makes him realize what he's actually capable of. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I just, I watched it, it was on the cinema because of the new one, they played the old one. So I had forgotten what, how it went. So yeah, I've just watched it literally three weeks ago. So yeah, thanks. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks very much. Wow. John is so wise on relationships with yourself and other people. He actually did a live coaching session uh, on his own podcast, The Relationship Guy, with me, that, well, helped me a lot. So, uh, yeah, check that out if you want. So here are John's top 10 hits of inspiration. One, get inspired by how living a healthy life can have great benefits. Two, Get inspired by how Tony Robbins can simplify the things we're able to do in order to change our lives. 3. Get inspired by these two stages when looking at yourself. A. Becoming aware of where your mental stuff is coming from. And B. The second stage. There is an additional opportunity to change your stuff and where it's that's coming from somewhere. There are tools out there to help you change the story you're telling yourself. 4. Get inspired by working on the relationship with yourself 
and the relationship with others. It can be preventative too, rather than just having to manage a space that you are already in. 5. Understanding leads to acceptance. Then acceptance leads to to the ability to move on. But without the understanding, it's difficult for your brain to put it together in order to start the acceptance. 6. Get inspired by learning from the people who have been through the experience that you want to change. 7. Get inspired by the fact you can change. You can look at what you want to achieve in your life, the way you want to feel, how fulfilled you want your life to be, and then decide how you're going to go about making that happen. 8. The biggest contributor to your happiness is good quality relationships. All of them. Intimate, family, business and yourself. 9. Self-worth, self-belief, confidence, reducing self-sabotage and liking who you are deeply all contribute to a better relationship with yourself. 10. Get inspired by the fact that you can lead yourself to believe that you are very lovable, even in cases where somehow, deep down, you might be believing something else. 11. Get inspired by a concert style event for self-development, where everybody's on the same wavelength and there's so much hugging and dancing going on. So good to make you feel connected. 12. Get inspired by focusing on why you want to do something rather than just what you want to do. This helps you get a better idea about how to go about it. For example, get purposeful. Why would you want to get to a healthy relationship? 13. Check out with yourself. Am I doing this thing to please someone or is it something I really want to do from my gut? For example, in the decision, maybe consider whether you're wanting to stay or whether you're wanting to go. Which is the strongest? Is it deep down something that's going to make me happy? 14. Get goosebumps that it's possible for someone to get it. To realise mentally some pattern or self-sabotage that they've been doing possibly since childhood. 15. Get inspired how nature just decided. So I'm going to make this beautiful, colourful diversity within myself. Wow! And finally, number 16. Get inspired by how humans might eventually become less guarded and be able to come from a more contribution mindset when they've cleared themselves up. Thanks for joining me today. Watch out for news on our new group. Thank you everyone for listening today. Your kind attention is really appreciated and valued. If you feel some inspiration from today's episode, please share it. And please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you wish, leave us some comments. In your comments, please let us know any inspirational subjects you'd like us to cover. As I aim to build a bank of both inspiration and stories of events that inspired close connection between groups of people. If you have something to share in this space, send me an email at inspiringteamhuman at gmail.com. Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration. Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.